Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, fancy new shoes, Murgatroyd, and happy birthday again. Okay, my birthday can't actually be two weeks in a row. It is if you record two podcasts <laughs> on the same day. <laughs> oh, you are crazy. Well, happy uh, second birthday, second week in a row. And you know what we're going to talk about today? Uh, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about the idea of manifestation. So, you know, look, we all have these thoughts about how to manifest things and what we're after. And we we really want to, you know, sort of like take take this idea that's out in the universe and make it a reality into, you know, our current reality. And to do that requires a lot of different things. Now, in no way did I die and come back as Jesus. In no way do I know everything about manifestation, but I understand a few principles about it. And I thought we can talk about a few of them today. Okay, let's do that. But let's start it with this because I remember years, 150 million years ago when you were born and we were, not when you were born, but we were watching um, The Secret Mm -hmm. when it first came out. You remember? I do. And this whole idea, like The Secret was basically about manifesting, Right. Yeah. And so you had all these people that were doing the secret. And then you had all these people who were like, you just can't sit on your ass and think about things. You actually have to take action. Yep. And I was like, I had one like baby toe in the manifestation pond. I totally believe that you have to be who you want to attract. I totally believe that the energy you put out is what you bring back to you. I totally believe if I'm having a shitty day and one bad thing happens after another, that if I shift my energy, I can shift that as well. 
Like I believe all of those things, which on some level are manifestation, but I've never made a practice out of it. Like it's never been part of what I do. Um, in meditation for me, it was always done in yoga, you know, like just in flow and not like a, like a sit down with your spine erect and do a practice. Like it's never been that for me. And I'm, I'm starting to get into it now. So it's, it's shifting for me a little bit, but you, you've been manifesting since manifesting manifested. Yeah. And you know, there's an evolution to it too. You know, sometimes I like everything else I do in my life, I go all in and I try and wrestle it to the grounds. And there's a dance I think that you need to have with manifestation. So I think the first area I want to talk about is an area that's sort of new to me that I'm, you know, figuring out day by day. And for those of you who have not seen Gwyneth Paltrow's new series on Netflix, uh, Goop. Goop Lab. Goop Lab. It's really good. And she's got a, um, she's got a psychic that comes on and talks about um, how, to, how to be a psychic on one of the episodes. But within that episode, she talked about energy. And Joe Dispenza talks about energy. And I want to mention it this way. If you could imagine that around you right now, in the room that we're in, there's a space, right? There's a wall here and a wall there. There's four walls around us. But within that, within these walls, there's a space. And if you knock these walls down, there's, there's more and more space. Well, within that space, there's an energy. So for example, if I were to say to you as a mom, that Sophia is in, we're in our office now, and Sophia's all the way across, you know, the sprawling mansion that we live in. She's all the way across- <laughs> Three the, feet away. The other side of the, uh, she's in the living room. Or let's make it even, even uh, more complicated. She's downstairs in her bedroom. Would you say that you can energetically tune in to where she is in that room? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's-, that's Well, not just that. Like, think about this. Like, I remember when I'd come home from school- and I'd walk in the house and I could feel energetically that like my mom was in a bad mood. All right. That's unexplainable, right? It makes no sense that you should be able to feel. Can we both agree that it makes no sense that you should be able to feel energy? You can't, you, you can't write it on. It's anecdotal. You can't yeah. write it on paper and go, this is exactly. But, but no, but we, it's there. But it's there. And yeah. we, so we all know it. Okay. So I think the next thing that I want to talk about is how do you sort of tap into that energy? And so when you're closing your eyes and you're going into meditation, it's very, very easy in the beginning for you to say, I'm doing this wrong. I don't understand exactly how to do this. How do I manifest exactly? And there couldn't be any more wrong thing for you to say. And here's why. Once you go into self-analysis, where you're sitting there in meditation and you're analyzing what you're doing, whether it's working or whether it's not working, you go from, you immediately put yourself into a beta wave. So I don't want to get crazy technical here, but there's a difference between an alpha wave, an alpha wave, maybe when you're sleeping and when you're just, when you're chill, like you're relaxing, you're creative and you're flowing. Those are alpha waves. They're, they're measurable. That's, that's not like woo woo stuff. Like you're either in alpha, you're in beta. And there's, is that a, is that a brain wave? Is that a, it's a brain wave. And they, they measure it with something called FMRs, right? So FMRIs. Look, here's the thing. Once you go into that analysis then you're going from 
beta. Are you going from uh, you going from wherever you were into beta? So you got to get yourself out of that analysis and out of that beta. And so the way you do that is by tapping into what we just described, which is all the energy in the space. So closing your eyes and first getting into that space, you have to think about imagining while you're sitting there in a chair, erect, which always sounds weird to me, but sitting in a chair. (laughs) That's because you're taking testosterone. (laughs) Sitting in a chair and you're imagining that there's a space, while I'm sitting here with you right now, looking at you, there is a space that is between us. There's a space that's above your head. There's a space that's behind you. There's a space that's in the wall. We have access to all of that space and all of that space is not just not there right? Everything, all the cells in our body are 99.99999% empty. There's nothing in them. And there's nothing in this space either. So in the same way that you don't necessarily perceive that there's nothing in your cells is the same thing here. So you have to first tap into all of that. And the way you do that is by going from convergence, which is where you're focusing on thinking about you know, self-analysis or you're focusing on something that's on your mind, to divergence, where it's just a wide open space. So you got to get into the woo-woo first. When the hell did you become like a meditation expert? I don't know. I, it's a lot of years. <laughs> and then I think the next thing you got you to gotta consider is when you are present, you're in the greatest states of creativity than you can ever be in. So when you are, this is why you tap into your, the way you, the way you do things is when you produce um, writing as an example that comes out of you, it's so, it's so prolific and so profound because you are allowing yourself to go into the present moments and be one with where you are and allowing yourself to be a vessel and allow the creativity to come through you. When you're in self-analysis and you're analyzing what you're doing and you're thinking about what you're doing, is this working, is this not working, then it doesn't come uh, through you as well. I think the next thing is you have to be really careful to not try and predict how and when what you're manifesting is going to happen. Because once you do that, You've shifted from an unknown to a known experience. And the moment that you try and predict how it's going to happen or when something's going to happen, that moment you begin to have that expectation of how or when it should happen, you go from making it an unknown to a known, and now we know you're actually limiting this experience from happening. Okay, can I talk on that for a second? Yeah. So when we were trying to have uh, get pregnant with Sophia, right back in the day. It took us a really long time to do that. And what started as like a really fun, like, hey, we're going to make a baby, you know, every month became really depressing and really sad. And I remember turning our spare bathroom into like a laboratory Mm -hmm. where I'm like peeing on sticks 24 hours a day, trying to figure this out, stressing about it, researching it, doing all of that. Um, and then we got pregnant, had miscarriage. I was devastated, went ahead and did more research on all the things. And it wasn't until the, you know, I had, here's what it was. I had read research that said, if you have a miscarriage and you're over 35 and you don't get pregnant within three months, your chance of being able to conceive goes to 25%. I remember reading that and it stuck out to me because that, actually described me. So we had the miscarriage, 
hormones are all high. And I was like, okay, so I basically, if it doesn't happen in 90 days, it's not happening. And I remember 90 days, like the third month in, I took a test on a Friday. It was negative. I was destroyed all weekend. I was so sad. And then I woke up on, and I just like had, had to surrender to this, right? Woke up on Monday morning, boom, pregnant. And that three months though, that period of three months, I had stopped the laboratory. I had stopped peeing on sticks. I had stopped all of it. And I just said, I literally have three months and I just surrendered to the universe, whatever you want to call it, spirit, God, whoever. I surrendered to that and just said, please let me make this happen to the universe. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think also, you know, once you start to predict how something is going to happen, you've eliminated the entire need for the manifestation. Yeah. Because if you knew how it was going to happen, you would just do that thing to make it happen and then you'd be executing on the goal. That's not what manifest that's not what manifesting is. Manifesting is saying, I have no fucking idea. I don't know how this is going to happen. I am turning this over to the universe and I am saying you let it unfold the way it needs to unfold because you're thinking that I'm sure you're a hell of a lot smarter than me. And you're going to allow this to happen exactly the way it needs to happen. But it's so hard to do sometimes because when you have that goal, like let's use California. You remember you were like, we're going to move to California on this day, on this year with this much in the bank account after doing these things and da, 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 da. And I remember we did a reading with Char Margolis, psychic phenomenon, crazy, amazing woman. And she said, you're going to get to California. It's going to be later than you think. And it's not going to be the journey that you thought. And I remember her saying that and you were like, no, 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 no. But what about the 10 offices in the 10 years and the this and the this and by this date? And you at that moment were so stuck on forcing it, forcing the path, forcing the journey that you weren't saying universe, here's what I want. Guide me there to get it. And I think what happens with a lot of people is, you know, you say what you want. I want to, let's keep using this uh, chiropractic, you know, this office thing. I want to get to California. Therefore, the path I see is this. Therefore, blah, 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 blah. Well, so much shit happened along that path where ultimately we were like, we can't take it anymore. We're closing the clinic. Thank God we've replaced our income with network marketing, but we're closing that damn thing. And we can't do it anymore. It was too much mental bandwidth. It was stressful. It was crazy. And it wasn't worth it anymore. That negative thing I see as the blessing the universe gave us, even though it was stressful and overwhelming and all of those things, that was the blessing the universe gave us because we were asking for what we wanted. So sometimes you ask for what you want, but the path you take to get to there can have some really painful things, but you have to be open to receiving all of that and trying to perceive it as, let me find the silver lining in this. And that's what my my best friend, Heather, she calls me the news is good or the good news is. And now Sophia does it too, by the way, the good news is. Anything negative that happens, I'm like, well, the good news is because I'm always looking for how is this leading to what we ultimately want or a blessing in disguise? Yeah, I think that's really true. And what is difficult to do is there's there's two there's two significant components here. One is you have to have a clear intention of what you want. So in our case, it was to move to California. And two is you have to have an elevated emotion that's tied to the clear intention that you want, right? So you got to open your heart and you have to feel the love 
and the joy and the California sunshine and all of the elevated emotions. Now, here's where it gets tricky. When everything around you, in our case is Buford, Georgia, and everything around you is not lining up to sunny Southern California, whether it's the economics, whether it's the professional, the practice that we had, whether it is, you know, all of the thousand other things that prevented us for all those years for getting here. If you don't tie an elevated emotion with a clear intention, regardless of what's happening around you, you're doomed. It's not going to happen because you're just attracting more of that same energy. The universe is picking up what you're putting out. Yep. And I think that that there's another level that comes beyond that, which is the person who then says, okay, you know what? I'm doing that and I need to change that. So they wake up in the morning and they sit down and they start doing their meditation. They connect to it, right? They've got a clear intention. They have an elevated emotion. They're tapping into the space that is around them and they're feeling really good. But then they leave their meditation and they go throughout their day and everything that they just did that morning goes out the window because the world got a hold of them, right? Mm -hmm. All of the realities that are in front of them are rearing their ugly head. And, you know, you got the wife, the husband, the kids, the school, the the work, the problems, and that energy is gone. So being able to, you know, first do it in a meditation is one thing, but then having that energy, you know, when you're online at the post office or when you're stuck at a red light or when you're, you know, you got 20 minutes in traffic to be able to open your heart space feel that elevated emotion, see yourself in the case of, you know, California that we were just talking about walking down the beach and, you know, your face in the sunshine and being so grateful that this is in your life, quote unquote, is super important and it's not so easy to do. And then the last piece that I think is really important is that they don't believe- Who's they? The person who's, you know, doing it, you or they or whatever pronoun you want to use, don't believe that it's going to happen. So in other words, they're like, okay, I'm going to have a million dollars, a mansion, a yacht, and a Ferrari. And they go through this visualization and they see it. But if you ask them, do you really believe that this is going to happen? Their belief is weak. I just got to this chapter of um, the Gabby Bernstein book where she talks about certainty. And I thought about you because you're like the certainty junkie. She's a spirit junkie, right? And Mm. you're the certainty junkie. But it's certainty in a different way. Like use your, like here, here was the aha for me about you. And I haven't shared this with you yet. If certainty is your number one like goal in life, why don't you use it for manifesting what you want? It's great, great advice. Because she was talking about, you have got to have within your being 100% certainty that what you want is your greater good. What you want is going to happen and you have to trust or have faith in that. And if you're wavering on it, it doesn't work. The energy is there. And what I love about this is like, so you get this, right? You got Gabby, who's like the 2020 version of Wallace Waddles in 1910. This shit is not new. It's been going on for a hundred years. I mean, Wallace Waddles wrote The Science of Getting Rich, which effectively is a book about manifesting money it and is. wealth. And and not just because you want to be rich and wealthy. I mean, it's kind of salacious title for 1910, but it's wealth in your life. 
And it's interesting to me that this is still going on. And like he says, you know, that there's this, I don't remember what he called it, but this stuff, right? And you impress upon that- Substance. Substance, substance. You impress upon substance what you want with such belief and conviction that you have it. And that's the thing. And that's what the secret talked about. All of these come stem from the same concept. It's you, it's your gut. It's like, you got to know what you know, what you know. Like, have you ever just known something was going to happen? Or you, if, if you did this, it was going to work out. Like, that's the certainty that you have to create in all of your goals. Like, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, your ass was going to be walking down this beach at some point in your life. I didn't know if it would be at 40, 50, or 60, but I knew it would happen. I knew it would happen. And there was no doubt in that would happen, but it's the, it's, letting go of the control in the the journey and allowing yourself to be guided, you know, allowing yourself to listen to your intuition, the little voice inside you that's saying, hey, Robert, <laughs> you're over here. Let's do this. Like, it's that you got to listen to that voice for you and to know what that voice is bringing you because it's bringing you down the right path. Now, when you block it with negativity and lack of gratitude and everything. Like if I get one, if, if I made $1 this week, I'm gonna be as grateful for that dollar as if I made a million because I know that I have to put my energy and intention into that if I want it to grow. Yeah, and there's two other things that, um, well, actually one other thing before we wrap here that I wanna, I, I wanna highlight that is along the same lines as this, and I heard it from Joe Dispenza last week, and I heard it from Shalene Johnson in our in our, our virtual, virtual master. Mastermind. Yeah, this weekend we had her on as a guest. And whenever I hear things in twos, it's like I know I sound, I'm talking like a weird psychic now, but whenever I hear things in twos, it's my sign to pay attention to it. And here's here's what they both said around. Manif- Joe said it around manifestation. Shalene used it around a vision board manifestation, but they're, they're both the same principle. And here's what it is. Shalene said, I don't like vision boards. And the reason why I don't like vision boards is because you don't know what the person went through to get it. And Joe Dispenza said, when you're manifesting something, I recommend that you gain more knowledge on the subject. And here's why. Very often, the thing that you're after, somebody had to go through in as an example, losing it all to get that thing. Somebody had to go through 80 hours a week of work. Somebody had to, their health had to suffer for it. Somebody had to lose a business to gain a new business, end a relationship to start a new relationship. And it is very helpful to gain more knowledge of all of the things that perhaps could be associated with the things that are on your vision board and the goals that you want to manifest. And there becomes this massive disconnect between I want all of these things and you not even looking at what has to happen to get all those things because you just believe that this is what a lot of people do with the seeker, right? I just saw it. I'm just going to, it's just going to manifest. 
That's not the way it works. There's an equal exchange. If you want $10 million and you're gonna have to do work to get $10 million and that work you do is going to be a lot of it. So the knowledge there may be, well, if I want $10 million and I need to do a lot of, it, a lot of work, I should probably do some work that I'm passionate about. Right. I should probably do something I'm really, really interested in. And I think that that, that was a very useful thing for me to hear. I love it. Um, can I share one story before we go? Yeah. Because this is really good. So I'm listening again to this Gabby book, right? And she's talking about when she is once confirmation, she's on the correct path mm -hmm. that she will ask the universe for a sign. And so one of our, actually one, someone that was listening to our podcast through a crazy series of events was led to our Friday podcast. And she listened and listened. And then one day she reached out to me to get healthy and to get her, her health back and all of that. And then she decided to share our product and start building a business. And I mean, I mean, this was while I was in California. So this is like within the last 60 days or so mm -hmm. that I've even known this uh, beautiful, beautiful woman. And last week I went to an event and she called me a couple of days before the event and said, hey, you know what? I'm going big or I'm going home. I'm coming to this event. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So she comes to the event and on the plane there, I was um, listening to the book and I said, you know, universe, show me a sign that I am on the right path and that, you know, I'm on the right path with my business. We're shifting some things. And I just want confirmation that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm following along the guidance that I'm getting, right? Mm -hmm. And make the sign a hummingbird because I needed it to be a sign that I would recognize. Now, if I had said that here in our house where right now I got 16 hummingbirds going around a bird feeder out there, that would be like, I feel like a setup for the universe. But I'm in Phoenix. I'm in downtown Phoenix. I, there's not, not a hummingbird around there. So I say this thing one morning. I'm there. I go to a party one night and this beautiful woman, Gwen, who just joined my team, says, I have a gift for you. And I open the box and it's a glass, like a, a cute little wine glass. And guess what's on it? A hummingbird. A hummingbird. I immediately got chills and tears in my eyes. Like it just came over me and that shows that it was correct. And then she cried and then we all cried. And it was just such a good sign uh, for me and a good testing of asking for that sign when I needed it. And you know that uh, that glass is such a great visual representation for you every time you get lost in you know saying I want I want to manifest this. Just know that you can you can create the manifestation that you want. Absolutely. So I love it. So there you have it, ladies and germs. Um, that is our manifestation um, lesson. I hope that lesson. helped you. Yeah, I felt like I just taught a lesson. I hope that helped you. And if you are interested in working with us directly, go to Work Hard Play Hard Nine Zero and join our virtual mastermind. This will probably be the last opportunity you have to do it because we're going to be closing up membership for the next 90 days. Have a great week, everybody. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, 
Excuses are over. It's time to live.